First Peter chapter four. I heard the uh, story about a New York city slicker, and he went down to Texas and uh, got in a car accident. In fact, got in a car accident with a guy that uh, had one of them big old pickup trucks pulling some horses in a trailer. So anyway, got back to New York and filed a lawsuit. And you know those guys up in New York famous for that. But anyway, filed a lawsuit. And so the lawyer for the guy down in Texas said, Now listen, when the accident happened, you said you weren't hurt, that you were okay. And now you're filing this lawsuit. And the New York City Slicker said, well, here's how it went down. I was driving down the road, and this guy pulled out in front of me, this pickup truck with this trailer with the horses in there, and so we crashed together, and so the horses were evidently hurt, and that Texas guy got out of his pickup, pulled his pistol out, and shot one of the horses. And then he looked at me and said, Are you okay? <laughs> So that, that's how it happened that he was okay at the accident, alright, but hurt later. I want you to know I'm feeling fine today, alright, so don't, don't shoot me. Aren't you glad that God has days where we can laugh and, and the joy of the Lord is our strength? And Bascom, I was thinking about the times that um, I spent with you and Jeanette and, and uh, special, special times. And I know that she is with the Lord today. And uh, her and Virginia Reed are getting acquainted today, so uh, that's our promise that we have of eternal life. 1 Peter chapter 4. We're going to look today at verses 12 through 19. And we're going to look at the subject, A Smile for Suffering. Have you ever heard the phrase, you've just got to grin and bear it? Mm. Sometimes that is true, but you know, sometimes we have a big smile on our face when we see others suffering. Now I'll have to confess, when Saddam Hussein was locked up in prison, um, I, I had a smile on my face. And, and when I see others like that, suffering, I want to smile about that. But yet we know, according to the Word of God, that there can be joy and there can be a peace in the life of the Christian when you go through suffering. Now, Peter says here, that we should not be surprised when suffering comes. I want you to look at verse number 12. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing as though some strange thing were happening to you. And so, Peter says, don't be surprised or shocked when you go through suffering. 
Now remember the whole treatise, the whole point of 1 Peter is trying to encourage those going through the fire. Persecution was all around them. And so Peter's trying to say, don't be surprised when the fiery trial comes to you. In fact, we share the sufferings of Christ when we go through trials. Now, trials come in a lot of different colors. Uh, you can have a trial with a tooth. You can have a trial with a car. You can have a trial with your voice. Trials come in all kinds of colors. But when we go through the trials, they are to conform us more into the life of Christ. Uh, someone asked C.S. Lewis, why do the righteous suffer? Here's what he said. Why not? They're the only ones who can take it. Boy, I thought about that quote. Why not? They are the only ones who can take it. I think about our church, about those who have gone through the trials in our church. I think about Dave Elledge or Byron Henson, on and on we could go. This past week, I went into hospital room after hospital room and I prayed and I saw faith in action. I talked to Virginia Reed on Friday. I said, where's Joe? She said, I don't know where he went to. <laughs> and you know, I went yesterday to the hospital and held the hands of the family and, and I was amazed at the peace in that room. They, they said yesterday that Virginia wouldn't live very long when they disconnected the life support. And she didn't. But you know what? She's never been better than she is today. And that's the, the peace and the confidence that we have in the Lord. So don't be surprised when trials come. I want to share with you today five reminders. Alright, these will go quick. Five reminders that you and I need to remember when trials come. Number one, we need to remember God's promise. Remember God's promise. Now, we read verse 12. Look at verse 13. But to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing, so that also at the revelation of His glory, you may rejoice with exultation. Now, in verse number 13, there is a promise. And the promise is this. If you got joy now, when you go through trials, how much sweeter, how much better, how much more joyful is heaven going to be? And when Christ comes again, man, we're going to leap for joy. I mean, when Jesus comes again, we're going to meet Him in the air. And I love what the Bible says. And so shall we always be with the Lord. Woo! Boy, it's good, isn't it? God said, I can expect suffering. Verse number 12, 
Do not be surprised. You are going to go through a fiery ordeal. Now, in my Bible, in verse 12, it says, don't be surprised at fiery ordeals. The Bible Knowledge Commentary, written by the faculty at Dallas Seminary, says that that phrase, fiery ordeal, could best be translated, the among you burning. So think about that. Don't be surprised at the, this is bad English, but good Greek, the among you burning. In other words, don't be surprised that they're going to take some of you, some among you, and burn them at the stake. That's what he was saying. There's going to be a burning among you. A fiery ordeal. You know very well that Nero was the emperor at this time. And Nero was setting believers on fire at the stake because of their faith. They were asked to deny Christ when they would not deny their faith in Christ. They were martyred. So don't be surprised. Now, I just want to say, verse 13 says we ought to have the ability to enjoy. And this may not be the best wording, but I don't think any of us really enjoy suffering. But we ought to keep on rejoicing. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Always. And then Paul added this, Again, I say rejoice. So, whatever you're going through, you ought to have that joy, joy, joy down in your heart. It seems like uh, a lot of guys on TV need to hear this message. Christian life is not always a thrilling thing. Sometimes we've got to just persevere. Sometimes we've got to plow through. Adrian Rogers, the great preacher, one time said, there are no crown wearers up there who were not cross bearers down here. Oh, I thought about that. There is a cross that we need to bear. And so, Peter is saying that there are times that we're going to go through a fiery ordeal. But the promise is, man... Don't miss the promise. The promise is verse 13. We're going to rejoice and one day when Christ comes again, we'll have total and full joy. If you got your Bible, look over to Acts chapter 5, verse 41. Acts chapter 5, verse 41. In Acts chapter 5, the early apostles are on trial. Uh, there was a miracle in chapter 3. An arrest in chapter 4. Then they're on trial and, and they were told in the book of Acts chapter 5, don't speak anymore in the name. Well, they, they denied or did not deny their faith. They just kept on preaching, kept on talking about Jesus. And so then, Acts chapter 5 verse 41, listen to this. 
So they went on their way from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer shame for His name. Man, they went on their way rejoicing because they had the honor. Man, they, they were blessed to suffer in the name of Jesus. So, claim God's promise today. When you have a moment in your life that you go through suffering, joy can be there because of faith. Alright, number two. Second reminder today. I am reminded of God's pleasure. God's pleasure. Now, look at verse 14. Here it is, verse 14. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the Spirit of glory and of God rests on you. So here's what Peter's saying. He's saying that God looks down. God has pleasure. God has joy on you because of your suffering. In other words, I get the Spirit of God on my life. I'll just be honest with you. When you and I go through times of suffering, there is a power that we don't have any other time. We are energized. I mean, there is something in our life. God is just on us at times like that. The Spirit of God, the power of God is just on us. So I get His glory. And also I can give glory back to Him. Watchman Nee was a missionary in China. Watchman Nee was there during the Communist Revolution. Watchman Nee, a great Chinese evangelist, was locked up in prison. He was told not to raise his hands in jail and praise the Lord. He was told not to have a prayer time or a praise time. So they came in and amputated basically his arms. And then someone walked by his jail. And they saw Watchman Nee on the floor with two little stubs in the air. <laughs> well, I tell you, you cannot silence the people of God. Praise will get through. Prayer will get through. A testimony will get through. You cannot silence the people of God. The glory of God, the power of God, the approval of God is going to be on your life. It's going to be there. I know that's preaching, but it's going to be there. We need to be reminded of God's pleasure. Look at Psalm chapter 3, verse 3. Psalm chapter 3, verse 3. Uh, I'm tempted to sing this, but I'm not. Alright? Psalm chapter 3, verse 3. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. Oh, you know that wonder, wonderful song, but Thou, O Lord, art a shield. Woo, what's good, isn't it? God will be a shield out there in front of you. God will wrap His arms around you. You'll have God's pleasure on your life.
I got to move on. All right, number three. Third, when suffering comes, I am reminded of God's parameters. God's parameters. And that's verses 15 and 16. Look at verse 15. Be sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or thief or evildoer or a troublesome meddler. Mm. So verse number 15 says that we do not honor God if we suffer as an evildoer. I've heard Christians before, you know, they, they, they get into trouble. And they're suffering because of some dumb thing they did. You know, they, they just lost it. And now they're suffering. They say, oh, I'm, I'm suffering for God. No, you're not. You're suffering because of some dumb thing you did. <laughs> uh, I had a lady one time catch me in a vestibule and she said, I, I need to get some advice from you. My, my son's in a mess. Here's what he did. And I want you to tell me how to fix it. This is after church on Sunday morning. She wanted a five-minute fix. Now here's what I told her. I said, it took him 20 years to get into that mess and I can't get him out of it in five minutes. That's right, isn't it? And so, don't suffer as an evil doer. Now look at verse 16. But, if anyone suffers as a Christian, he is not to be ashamed but is to glorify God in this name. Now I want you to pluck out of that one word. It's the word Christian. How many times in the Bible is the word Christian found? Three. Only three times. Twice in Acts. Once here in 1 Peter. And here's the reason why. That was an insult to the early church. Now let me clear this up. The world out there threw that name on the early Christians as an insult. They said, you belong to the Christ who was crucified as a criminal. But now listen but they wore it as a badge of honor. Oh man, it's an honor to be called a Christian. What they tried to insult the early church with, they said, yes, I belong to Christ. Yes, I belong to Him. And I wear His name as a badge of honor. And so, the word Christian means to be a small Christ. It means to belong to the crucified one. And when you and I go through suffering, the parameter is don't suffer because of sin. Suffer because of righteousness. Alright? Now, let me move on. Number four. Number four. 
I am reminded of this when I go through suffering, of God's purging. God's purging. And that's verses 17 and 18. Now verse 17, boy, that's for us. For it is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Here's what Peter's saying. He's saying that in judgment, in God's judgment, sometimes God uses suffering as a part of His judgment. Is that always the case? No. Is it sometimes the case? Yes. That God sometimes has to purge His church before He has the holy church that He wants to have. Now, I'm not advocating this, but I had a, a guy one time that was a member of my church, and boy, he was just, I mean, he was just a trip. Uh, he was so, I mean, you didn't have to wonder what he thought. He was all the time just talking. Sometimes I'd say, Robert, you know, you need to rein that in. You know, just, just rein. Don't say everything you think. He'd come into my office and, and he would uh, move everything on my desk, just move it out of the way. Lay his greasy head down on my desk and he'd pray for me. I enjoyed the prayer. But I said, Robert, don't put your head down on my desk. <laughs> kind of a neat freak. But anyway, here's what he said one time. He said, Brother Richard, what would straighten this place out is a few well-placed desks. <laughs> you know what he was saying? He was saying, you know, some of them folks that are cantankerous. God needs to take them on. You know what I told him? I said, yeah, but you know what happens? God takes the sweet ones. <laughs> And we have to go through the trials with those left behind. <laughs> but God, listen, God does have a way of disciplining His people. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 7. Look at that. Hebrews 12, verse 7. Hebrews 12, 7 says this. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? You know, when you get disciplined by the Lord, that means you belong to Him. God doesn't discipline those that don't belong to Him. Now, God may judge them, but God disciplines His children. Have you ever had a hard time disciplining a child? Have you ever had a hard time spanking a child? Mm. My daughter used to tell folks, my dad spanks me every day and twice on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> ever had a hard time? I, I got in trouble one time when uh, I was a child. And, and uh, my mom had this famous saying, she said, just wait till your father gets home. <laughs> so I prepared for it. 
I put on four pairs of underwear. <laughs> two pairs of pants. I mean, I, I was ready for it. Daddy got home. I went out into the garage. And Dad said, Son, I want you to grab hold of that staircase going up to the attic. And I heard the sound that... Uh, now, I, I know... You know, this will get you in trouble today, but back years ago, they used to spank kids, alright? So, and I, my dad, I, I heard that sound of that belt coming through the loops. You know, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> and I, I mean, I was singing, you know, nearer my God to thee. I, I just knew, I knew that I knew, boy, I was in trouble. And then I heard my dad say something he'd never said before. He said, Son, when I hit the wall, scream. <laughs> I said, Say what? <laughs> my dad hit the wall with that belt and I went, Ouch! <laughs> See, mom and my sister were listening there at the door. You know what I call that? I call that grace. <laughs> oh. You know, there are times my dad would pat me on the back and say, Son, you did a good job. And there are times he'd take that hand a little bit lower. God does the very same thing. That's why we know we belong to Him because there are times we have His loving touch in grace. And there are times we have His loving touch in discipline. Same God. Same love. But a different scenario. Alright. Let me bring it home, alright? Number five. When I go through suffering, I am reminded of God's plan. God's plan. Look at verse 19. Therefore, those also who suffer according to the will of God shall entrust their souls to a faithful Creator in doing what is right. Two words I would show you there. And they are the words, faithful Creator. God is always faithful. Hmm. We are to entrust our souls. That word entrust there is an accounting word. It means to make a deposit in the bank. It means to make a deposit and not to worry about it. Peter says, you have deposited your life in the bank of a faithful Creator. Boy, that's a good word, isn't it? That you and I have a faithful Creator. God is in control. God is working even when we don't know it. Can you smile in suffering? The answer is yes, you can. If you remember God's promise, God's pleasure, God's parameters, God's purging, most of all, God's plan. Alexander McLaren was a great preacher. Alexander McLaren one time said, 
Those who know the path to God can find it even in the dark. Woo. Yeah, Barbara. Go ahead. Suffering as a Christian, but I also think there are times, Barbara, that you suffer with a medical issue or you suffer. I think if you're a child of God, there are all kinds of suffering that you might go through. But I think that God opens up doors for us to share our faith in the midst of all kinds of suffering. It's, it's not unusual that a pastor will walk into a hospital room and pray with a Christian, and people notice that. And so, there are times we suffer because of our faith. We've given our testimony, we've shared the Gospel, and we suffer. But there are times that, that we suffer all kinds of things. Not necessarily because of our faith, but because we're in a situation. And the child of God always reacts differently in every situation because they have a faithful Creator. Alright? Is that good? Thank you, Barbara. Thank you. Good question. Alright. Thank you all so much. Alright. Wonderful group today. Going to have a great day. Let me pray for us. Father, I thank You today for Your Word. And Lord, as we go through the fiery ordeal, as we see others among us go through the fire, God, remind us most of all, that You have a plan. And Lord, I thank You that even when the days are dark, God, we know the path. Because we know the One who is the way and the truth and the life. No one ever got to the Father but through Him. And Father, we pray in His matchless, wonderful name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a great day.